I just uh, met Pastor Williams a, a couple of weeks ago as he came to visit his family. Uh, he came all the way from Belize uh, to be here and uh, came to visit his daughters, and uh, two of which live here uh, in the city and, um, and just has been enjoying a good time there. But the more I've talked to our brother, the more that... Uh, I sense in many ways we are of like mind and like spirit and uh, just really sensed in my heart uh, that I, I wanted him to just come and share the word of the Lord to us. And so right now, I want you to give Pastor Wilfred Williams from Belize a big, warm welcome to this pulpit. And let's open our hearts to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, I want to hear you this morning. Amen? Amen. God is good. Yes. And He's good all the time. You know, these choruses that we sing, we need to mean them. Amen? Yes. Amen. We like to sing God is good all the time. Amen? Amen? Well, He's good and He's good all the time. I want to thank the Lord for, for the pastor here. And for inviting me to, to talk to you, to share with you what the Lord has laid upon my heart. It's a, it's a blessing, it's a privilege, you know, to be here with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about sharing the Word of God with you. Amen. I've been a Christian for 30 years, and the Christian life has not been a bed of roses. There are ups and downs. But you know what? For me, it's no turning back. Amen? Amen. It's no giving up. Right. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Right. You see, it's all about God. Amen. I want to share with you this morning what to use as a topic. Absolute surrender. Amen? Amen. Amen? I don't hear you. Absolute surrender, total surrender, giving God everything you have. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks for this moment. We thank you for your power, for your presence. We thank you, God, for the power of your Holy Spirit that is going to minister this morning, O oh God. Father, as I present your word, I pray that you would anoint me in a special way right now. Anoint me with the power of your Holy Ghost, O oh God. Hide me behind your word, O oh God. Let your word go out and accomplish what you wanted to accomplish, O oh God. Bind every power of darkness that will try to hinder your word this morning, O oh God. And as we open your hearts, minister to us. Let your word take precedence in our life, O oh God. May we find something in your word this morning to apply to our life. To make us better Christians. Have your way in our midst. In Jesus precious name. Amen. Amen. Romans and chapter 12. You know. I won't ask you if you bring your Bible. no. <laughs> I trust you bring your Bible. You need a Bible. Amen. You know like the church. The Berean church you know. When the, when, when the preacher says something. They check it out. You got to check out what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? It is thus saith the Lord. Yes. And when I speak, it's thus saith the Lord. You have a problem with it? Take it up with God. Amen? Amen. 
You know, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen? Amen. Powerful words. I could imagine what was in Paul's mind when he put this in writing. He said, I beseech you. It seems that to commit yourself to the Lord is the most important thing for him. I beseech you, I urge you, I challenge you to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Amen? And I want to talk to you about absolute surrender. I want to talk to you about total surrender to God. As I read the scripture, the first thing come to my mind is surrender. And when I look at the word sacrifice, present your body a living sacrifice, I realize that it is no ordinary surrender. This is total surrender. This is absolute surrender. You know, I believe that one of the conditions for obtaining God's blessing is absolute surrender. Amen? amen? Come on, you agree with me? Say amen. amen. One of the conditions for obtaining God's blessing is absolute surrender. I love the book of James. If you haven't got a chance to get in the book of James, sit down. Read it. Don't be in a hurry. Meditate on what he's saying. The theme of James' book is not only here, but be doers. Amen? And he gives you a practical example of what it is to live a practical Christian life. You see, this Christian life is not about talking Christianity. Amen? It's about living Christianity. You see, you don't tell your children to go to church. You go to church. Confirm to them that it is important to go to church. You don't tell your children to pray. You pray and confirm to them that it is important to pray. You see, if our Christian life is the kind of life God wants it to be, then we will become the light and the salt that God wants us to be. You see, we are supposed to be light and salt. Amen? Amen. But are we light and salt? Is our life saying that I am salt? Does my life affect the people I come in contact with? Am I sending out a light and am I sending out a message that is saying that the Christian life is okay? The Christian life is the best way? Come on. Amen? You want to receive blessings from God? Then surrender your all. Amen? You know James in the book, he quote, there is something in the book of James, the powerful quotation pastor. You know what James says in the first chapter? Let not any man think that he will receive anything of God. If you live how you want. You cannot live how you want and expect God to pour out his blessing upon your life. You better tighten up. You better walk straight. This is no time to play church. This is the time to get serious with God. I don't know what kind of disaster, what kind of weather you have here, but in Belize we have hurricanes. 
And let me tell you something. 72 hours away from the hurricane, there is an announcement. Hurricane is coming, heading towards Belize. It is 72 hours away. And everybody run into a panic. 24 hours after that, another announcement comes. It says, it's getting, it's getting severe. It's going to be category 5. And people run into more panic. Then another 24 hours, they say it has broken up. It's gone down to category 1. Let me tell you something. The devil is out to get you. The devil wants to destroy you personally. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your church. And are you in a panic? Are you in a panic? James says that you will not receive anything of God if you do not commit your life to him. If you don't live a practical Christian life where it is not only about hearing, but it is about doing. And we walk about like Holy Joe. And we expect God to pour blessing upon our life. It will not work. Amen. It will not work. You see, God wants to bless us. Let me mention three blessings that God has in store for you. First of all, he has salvation. That is a blessing. You didn't work for that. God blessed you with salvation. He made a way for you to be restored unto God. Another blessing is healing. Healing. Healing is a blessing, my brother. God wants to pour healing upon us. But are we at the place to receive the healing? Another one is deliverance. You know I can touch on so many blessings, but I always... I will only pick three today. Deliverance. Sometimes we make some decision that cause our life to be in such a catastrophe. We need deliverance. But the thing is this. Don't wait until your life is in a mess to surrender your life to God. Surrender it right now. Paul says, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Amen. That you may be able to stand against that evil day. The evil day is coming. Amen? Amen. The evil day is coming. Today might be your brother day. Tomorrow might be your day. Today might be your sister day. Tomorrow will be your day. It is said that this world is full of trouble. You either in one right now. You either coming out of one. Or you getting ready to get in another one. And it will be like this until Jesus comes and remove us from here. Don't expect it to be a bed of roses. But let me tell you something. Praise God. Amen. We can lean on that everlasting arm. We can cry out to God. We can call upon him whenever we feel so. And he will answer us. He will answer us. Absolute surrender. It's not surrendering with your lips. It's surrendering with your heart. I tell you, we hear too much surrendering with lips. Oh yes, we can put off a good show. We can come up here, we can stand before the pastor, and we can ask the pastor to pray for us, because we are going to surrender our all. And when we leave from here, it's a different story. Come on, that's not total surrender. 
you better mean what you say. God will take you up on your word. You give your life to him, give it to him. When you come to the altar with a burden and you, 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 you pray about it, leave it there. Don't take it back with you. Amen. If you believe that God is able, then leave your burden here. Don't take it back with you. This is what absolute surrender is all about. It's not about talking Christianity. You don't talk Christianity. You live Christianity. Amen. It is said that our life is the only Bible that some people will read. Somebody once said, he said that your, your life is so loud, I can't hear your voice. Your voice is so hard, I can't see your life. What is it? You know, God is asking us, God is not asking us for a perfect surrender. So many times we hear people talking about, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to get this straightened out. I have to get that straightened out before I can surrender my all to God. Well, let me tell you something. If you happen to get it straightened out, you don't need God. <laughs> and there is no way anybody could get anything straightened out. You need to come to God just as you are. God is not asking us for a perfect surrender. So don't get perfect and want to come and surrender your life just as you are. Amen. The songwriter says, just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. And you come. Amen. Come as you are. Bring what you have. God is going to take it. He's going to clean it. He's going to sanctify it. He's going to anoint it. And he's going to use it. Amen. When we willingly surrender to God, and I will use the word willingly, because God is not forcing anybody to surrender, but he's laying it on the table for you. He said, I put before you life and death. What are you going to choose? I put before you life and death. You choose. Joshua said, for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Yes. Amen. You can serve whoever you want, but for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. For me, I will serve the Lord. You do what you want. I know that there are benefits. There is a lot about the Christian life. There is more about the Christian life than what we, than what we are experiencing right now. Recently, the pastor talked about something more than just an ordinary Christian life. Amen? Something more. The infilling the power of the Holy Spirit upon your life. You need to go for it. Yes. Paul says, I press towards the highest calling. Amen. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Are you pressing towards the highest calling? There are deeper depths, higher heights to go with God. Yes. And unless you press towards it, you will be a Christian for the next 40 years. Amen? Yes. You know what happened to the Israelites? They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. I now have 40 years to live. <laughs> I don't have no time to waste. Why should I want to wander in the wilderness for 40 years? Let's get there now. Amen. Let's get over Jordan right now. Let's claim the promised land. Amen. Let's claim what is out there for us. God have some wonderful things in store for us. And we need to move on it. Amen. We don't have much time. You see, you don't know when you will die. And you don't know when Jesus will come. So that's it. what makes it more important. 
When you willingly surrender to God, God will do something wonderful. He will work on your behalf. What an awesome thing to know, to be confident that God is working on your behalf. You have an interview to take, you got a job, the job interview to go to. How wonderful it is to know that God is working on your behalf. That God is going to be there at the interview room before you even get there. When you totally surrender to God, God is going to work on your behalf. In Belize, somebody ran into my car and I got a summons to go to court. The person accepts liability in front of the officer. So while I fix my car and waiting for a payment, I got a summons to go to court. And I went to court. But when I got in that courtroom, I said, God, fill this room with the power of your Holy Ghost. And you should see the surprise that was happening, the, 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 the interaction, the thing that was going on in there. Everybody was confused. From the magistrate right now. Everybody was confused. Why? Because the power of the Holy Ghost was in that building. When I go to take an interview, I say, God, go before me. While I was working with the electric company in Belize, I acted in a senior position for one year and a half. Didn't get it. The, 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 the rule was that if you act one year, automatically you get it. But now because of some kind of protocol and things with the union and this and thing, they advertise the post. And they say, Mr. Williams, the post is yours, but we got to go through some procedures here. You need to apply, and don't worry, it's yours. But when I, when I check with my heavenly father, I didn't feel convicted to apply for anything. Because that position belongs to me. So, so God confirmed to me, this is yours. You don't have to apply for anything. Regardless of the procedure or the protocol or whatever they have there, no? So I didn't apply. When the application was closed, my supervisor came to me and said, Mr. Williams, what happened? You didn't apply. I tell him, I don't think I need to apply. <laughs> I said, don't you have a, 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 a rule here that if you act one year, one year, you get the position automatically? I act one and a half year. What are you asking me to do now? So he said, I'll send it out one more time. Please, I'm begging you, apply. It is for you. So they send out the application again. Advertisement, and I didn't apply. Why I didn't apply? You know who's my boss? God. God is my boss. And my supervisor came back again. What happened to you? I told my supervisor, I said, let me inform you of something. My source is not BEL. That's the name of the company, no? Nah? Electricity Board. My source is not BEL. 
My source is God. And if Jesus look along and tell me to apply, I'm not going to apply. He didn't understand that. You see, those are spiritual language. Amen? And a week after that, I got a letter in the mail. He says, you are appointed to the post. Now, are we trusting God or what? Are we willing to surrender all to God and leave it to him? And whatever your circumstances, whatever your situation is, believe God to work it out for you? That is total surrender. You see, if you pray and have doubt in your mind, you are saying indirectly, God, you're not able. But if you pray and relax, you say, God, I know that you are able. This is what total surrender is all about. You give it all to God. You hold back nothing. Amen? Amen. When God works on your behalf, he will do three things for you. He will give you a searching heart. He will give you a hungering heart. He will give you a longing heart. Earlier we heard the pastor mention, you know, that we should not only pray when prayer meeting time. You know what I want to say to you today? When you bring your Bible, don't only read here Sunday and Tuesday. But find time throughout the week to search the scripture. To find out who is this God and what does he expect of me? Sad to say some people not even bring the Bible at church. Much less to read it at home. We don't have a searching heart. But when you surrender all to God, God is going to put in you a searching heart. You begin to get inquisitive. You want to know more about this God. The more you know about God, the stronger your love will be for him. You know why people don't have the kind of love they are supposed to have for God? Because they haven't searched yet. They haven't searched the mystery of the kingdom of God. They haven't searched the Bible yet. They don't know much about God. We were made by God, for God. Amen? Amen. And you want to know how to live, what God expects of you? It's right in here. Somebody asked me one time, he said, Brother Williams, how do I know what is God's will for my life? I asked him, I said, you have a Bible? He said, yes. Do you read your Bible? You need to read your Bible. You want to know what God expects of your life? Read your Bible. Have a searching heart. You can only have a searching heart when you surrender your all to God. Because our sinful nature will not allow us to have this kind of heart. So God will work on your behalf. He'll give you a searching heart. He'll give you a hungering heart. Are we hunger? Are we hungry and thirsty for God? 
the, the scripture says, if you are hungry and thirsty for God, you will be filled. But are you hungry and thirsty for God? Is it God in the morning, God in the noontide, God in the evening? Or is it God on Sunday, God on Tuesday? What is it? It is God every moment of the day. Amen? When I first read about praying without ceasing, ceasing I, I wonder, what, what is that? Praying without ceasing? Let me tell you something. It's easy. Keep your mind focused on God. And you will be praying without ceasing. Because your mind will be constantly con con linked, connected with God. And everything, every day, it's all about God. Amen? So God will put in us a hungering heart. We need some hungry Christian. Amen? We need some Christians that are so hungry, they will want to Ask you what time service. Did you know we, know we do not have to invite Christians to service? They are supposed to want to know what time is the service. While I was in Belize, I traveled all over the country. I had these six districts. I traveled around. And whenever I go to work in a district for a couple of days... The first thing I want to know, where is the church? Where is the church? I come to Chicago, where is the church? Amen? Because I have a hunger and a thirst for God. Sometimes when I look at some things that I want to do for God, I say, God, help me to find some time to do it. So God will put in us a hungering heart. And he will put in us a longing heart. You know what a longing heart does to you? You don't give up. You are willing to wait until God is ready to come through for you. You have a longing heart. Time doesn't mean anything to you. So what if God wants to delay your problem for a couple of months? You see, when God is ready, nobody will stop him. Amen? So wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Our timing is different from, from God's timing. I would want to see it happen right now. My brother would want to see a miracle right now. But God said, no, I'll do it my way. Amen? I will do it when I'm ready. You see, God can give a miracle right now. Amen? But sometimes, he has his reason. But praise God that he placed in us a longing heart. We don't have no problem waiting, amen? We wait until his perfect timing, his perfect will. You're a teenager this morning. You're waiting for a partner. I say, wait on God. You go ahead of God, you might end up with the wrong person. So God, when you, when you, when you totally surrender to him, he will give you a longing heart. You see, you will, what you will do, you will pray and you'll wait. And when the time is right, when it is God's timing, you won't have any problem to find the correct person. Amen? Amen. And whatever it is, you need a job, you need whatever you need, God have his perfect timing. Amen? Amen. So, our sinful nature will not allow us 
to have this kind of heart. We need to change that around. Amen? Yes. We need to surrender our all to you. We need to give God this sinful, this wicked heart and let him take it, clean it up, sanctify it, anoint it, and use it for his honor and his glory. Amen? It's all about Jesus. Amen? What is amazing, pastor, there is no limit to what God will do. There is no limit to where God, where God will go if you totally surrender your all to him. He doesn't have limit. He will go beyond what you ask for. But you must surrender your all to him. You must give him an opportunity to work it out for you. There is no limit. God doesn't put a limit. When he's working, he's working. You know the scripture says that while we pray, God is answering. You know the scripture says that we do not know what we have need of. And God will give us what we have need of. Even when we don't ask for it. Amen. This is the way God works. There is no limit where God will go for you. Because you surrender your all to him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, it says, eyes have not seen. Amen? Amen? Yes. Come on. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Nor can the mind understand the things that God has in store for you. Yes. You think you're seeing anything right now? You don't see nothing yet. You don't see anything yet. Our eyes have not seen yet what God is going to do here. At praise tabernacle. God is going to raise up a church. That is going to be on fire for him. That will be a light in this community. That they will need another building pastor. All it requires. For total commitment. Amen. Absolute surrender to him. And there is no limit to what he will do. Amen. Wonderful logo you have there. Wonderful logo. And let me tell you something. Your eyes haven't seen yet. What God have in store for praise tabernacle. Your ears haven't heard yet. What the Lord has in store for praise tabernacle. Your mind cannot understand the things that God has in store for praise tabernacle. I say, totally surrender to God. And you will be surprised. Your miracle is on the way. Amen? Your miracle is on the way. The psalmist says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To inquire in his temple. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. To lift up God. To praise God. I thank God for this place. You have something wonderful going on here. If you ask me what is the most. What, what I like the most about here. I will tell you that it is Tuesday night. And praise and worship time. I love that. I love that. Get in tune with God. Get in touch with God. Get connect with God. 
You need to feel the presence of God when you come in this place. I told the pastor the first time I came in this building, right under that exit sign, the anointing of God touched me. I feel it. I know this is not an ordinary building. Ordinary people are not here. We are people of God. God loves us. God is here with us. This is holy ground. This is a holy place. It doesn't matter what they do with the building throughout the week. But Sunday morning when you come here, this is holy ground. You know some, some, some building, I know that, that um, people use it for church on a Sunday. And during the week they use it for other purposes. Well, it doesn't matter what purposes they use this building for during the week. But when we come here Sunday morning, when we come here Tuesday night, this is holy ground. Amen. And anybody walking this, through that door supposed to recognize, acknowledge that God is present. And his Holy Spirit is going to touch you. You cannot leave this building the same way you came in. No, 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 no. You can't do that. When you leave from here, you could say it was good for me to be in the house of God. Amen. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, it's good to be in the house of God. You don't come before the presence of God and live the same way. We come here to be blessed. Amen. I'm blessed. Did you know the praise and worship was sufficient? I didn't even have to preach. But you know, we had the little toppings on it, right? But praise God, man. When you can touch him. Like what the psalmist said, he that dwelleth in the sacred place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Do you know what it is to abide under the shadow of the almighty? Surrender your all to God. And you will know what it is to abide under the shadow of the almighty. Absolute surrender makes one humble. Amen? Too much pride in the churches today. Amen? Absolute surrender will make one humble. Because it's not about me. It's about God. Second Chronicles 7.14 it says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. We need humility. We need to humble ourselves. We need to cry out to God as we have never cried out before. We need to humble ourselves under the authority of God. God set leaders to guide and direct us. Humble yourself. Don't get annoyed with the pastor. Don't get annoyed with me. We are just doing our job. We are preaching the word of God. You have a problem with the word of God, you know who to take it up with. Amen? <laughs> but when you totally surrender to God, you become humble. You become teachable. You become long-suffering. And you become loving. Amen? You become loving. I tell you, people can sense love here. Brother Morris, Brother Morris, say when he came here, he said he sensed the love of God in this place. Pray for Brother Morris. The devil would want to take him back, but in the name of Jesus, Brother Morris, you are here to stay. 
Absolute surrender means no turning back. No giving up. No giving in. For me, no turning back. You know we sing that song? The world before me, the cross behind me. No turning back. When you surrender your all to God, turning back should not be in your vocab anymore. No turning back, no giving up. But pressing on. Amen? Amen. Pressing on. If you give up, if you ever think about give up, I say that the devil is deceiving you into believing that things will not be better. You think you have problem? Jesus had more problem than you. You think you have a bad deal here on earth? <laughs> Jesus had a bad deal. And he never gave up. There are many examples in the Bible where people had some rotten deal, but they didn't give up. Look in Acts. Look at the early church. They were persecuted. Today we're going to pray for people that are being persecuted for the name of Christ. Because we do not want them to turn back. We do not want them to fall back. Too many Christians are walking, too many, too many people are walking away from the church. You know what I tell the church in Belize? I say whenever I have problem that is overwhelming for me, I'll sleep in church. Amen? I'll sleep in church. There is where my answer is. Under the shadow of the Almighty. You have a problem that is overwhelming you. You want to spend a day in here. Talk to pastor. He'll lend you the key. Come spend a day in here. Give up? You know where give up comes from? From the pits of hell. Give up comes from the devil. He wants you to give up. God says, hang in there. Cast your cares upon me. I care for you. I like to tell people that with every little bit of strength that is left within you, hang in there. A miracle is on the way. Your answer is on the way. Don't lose faith. Surrender your all to God. Don't give up. Don't give in. Esther had a job to do. Esther had to plea on behalf of the Israel, the people of Israel. And she knew that it was not customary for her to go to see the king. But she had a task to do. And she had that, and that task need to be done quickly. And you know what she says? If I die, I die. If I die, I die. But I'm going to see the king right now. Time is running out, amen? I said, time is running out on your life right now. The devil is out to destroy you. You don't have any time to wait. It's now. I love her. She said, if I die, I die. And you know what happened? She didn't die. Amen? God came through for her. 
So don't allow the enemy to deceive you into believing that God will not come true. God is going to come true for you. Just hang in there. Amen? The fact that we can't change ourselves, the fact that we can't change our circumstances or our, our, our situation, the fact that we cannot do anything about it, makes it more important that we need to surrender it to God. You hear this garbage out there. People say, I need to do this and I need to do that before I can give my life over to the Lord. You know what I tell them? If you can ever do that, you don't need God. But the fact that you can't do that, meaning you need God. The fact that you cannot change your circumstance or your situation, meaning that you need God and you need him right now. The problem is that we have been sitting on the throne of our life for too long. We have been doing our own thing for too long. We are guiding and directing our ship. We are the pilot of our ship. We are, we, 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 we are controlling our life. And what happens is that the more you control your life, the more you end up into disaster and problems upon top of problem. It's time to get off the throne of your life. It's time to give God a break to take control. You know, verse 2 in Romans 12 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? Amen. Be not conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The world don't have anything for us. I tried the world for 26 years and nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. But when I heard the gospel at the age 26, and I gave my life to God, I didn't know, I didn't have the slightest idea what it was going to be like. But I knew that I was handling my own ship all the time, and it's time to give it over to somebody else. And I tried Jesus, and he works, amen? And he's still working. And he's going to work even more. And there are wonderful things ahead for me. Amen? Yes. There are brighter days ahead for me. Amen? You see, sorrow only endure for the night. But joy is coming in the morning. Amen? So we can hold on. We can do without giving up. Because joy is coming in the morning. When we empty our lives of the things of this world. God will be at liberty to transform us into whatever he wants us to be. Whenever you empty your life of this world, whenever you get off the throne of your life, God will be at liberty to sit on the throne of, life, of your life. Guide your ship He is a light unto your path. He doesn't go wrong. We go wrong. We messed up so many times. 
but when we empty our life of the world, when we put the world behind us, like the songwriter says, then we, will can, we can be transformed, renewing your mind. The things I used to do, I do them no more. It's a new thing now. It's no more me that live it, but Christ that live it in me. Let God come into your life. Let him mold you. Let him make you. Make him fill you. Let him use you. I want to challenge you this morning. You are here this morning. You don't know what it is to trust Jesus as Lord and Savior. You haven't given your life to the Lord before. You know, coming to church is okay, right? But giving your life to Jesus is better. This is not about coming to church. It's not about being a good person. You are not saved because your parents are saved. You are not saved because your friends are saved. You are not saved because your brother or your sister is saved. You will be saved when you seek God into your life. When you invite him into your life. You're a Christian. You know that you are traveling a far distance behind. You need to step up. You need to get with God. You know your heart. Do you know the life you're living? You know the kind of commitment you're making to God. You know that you are not traveling as close as you are supposed to. Don't let this moment pass by. You need to give your life to God. Give it to him right now. You need to draw closer to God. Draw closer to him right now. Make the kind of commitment that you need to make. Only you know what is going on in your life. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you that if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, give your life to him right now. It's not about coming to church. It's not if your parents are Christian, you are Christian. No, 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 no. You need to receive God for yourself. And you know you are traveling a distant path. I challenge you, this is the time. This is the time. I want for the praise team to come and sing this chorus, I Surrender All. I want the pastor to come and come, come, come with me here. and um, We are going to give you an invitation to surrender your all to God. I want to ask you, don't worry about the person beside you. Don't worry about the fact that the task is difficult. It's not difficult. You will not do anything. God will do everything. If you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, as we sing this chorus, I want to ask you to come forward. If you're a Christian, you are not walking the way you are supposed to walk. 
We want to pray for you. We want to anoint you today. We want God, the power of the Holy Ghost, to anoint you in such a way that you will be on fire for God. This is no time to play at church. Time to give it all to God. Don't hold back anything. 